You're listening to The Real King with Joe and Heidi King. We've all been there. We hit a snag and the enemy will immediately try to trick you into suffering in silence. We are taking back what the devil has tried to steal. Today, we talk about the ways Satan has tried to silence us and how we can overcome it. Let's get into it. You look like no, a you're principal. Good. You're good. Yeah. I just had you listen to Tim Ross, and I, I shared with you how she was... Shout out Tim Ross. Yeah, she wasn't hot See, on the mic. you he, guys said Scott. No, that was me being dumb and an accident. I was thinking of Tim Ross, and I... I, I said Tim Scott. Yeah. Is that wrong? Because that a different I, podcaster? I swore it was Tim Ross, and then you guys said tim scott and then i was like his last name is scott there's probably some guy named tim scott with like a i'm so mad right now this there's probably a tim scott out there that's like man they really like me yeah he's like i'm getting all these followers from belgium yeah (laughs) just the two i think yeah there's Uh, people trying to find the tim scott podcast and there's not one okay so it is tim ross it is tim ross (laughs) i knew it did you listen to that or watch that episode I gave you. Are you rolling? Okay, yeah. good. Um, by the way, really quickly. No, I didn't. Uh, occasionally we say stupid things. We find out later. Mm-hmm. And then we never, we never get the opportunity to come back and be like, oh, and by the way. Yeah, correct them. Uh, number one, Heidi knows that Reinhard Bonnke, may he rest in peace, is no longer with us. Correct. Uh, that was a hundred episodes ago. Yeah. I know that it's Tim Ross and not Tim Scott. <laughs> Shout out to both of them. Tim Ross and Tim Scott. Yeah, Tim we don't Scott, know who whoever Tim you Scott are. Is. We don't know who Tim Scott is other than he may be he may be a congressman now that I'm thinking about it. Um, so shout out. <laughs> Maybe there was a Tim Scott out there that just needed a confirmation from the Lord. <laughs> yeah. That he should I am doing what I'm doing. Yeah, I'm doing the right thing. And then Joe, however, when he says Oh, it is a congressman. Look at that. And See? he's and he's a Republican too. Unbelievably smart. Uh the other thing is hilariously, Joe often will find his own error in the moment. That's how we developed hashtag Mossbull. Yep. Yeah. Which has caught on. Yeah. Among the states. Uh maybe nationwide. We'll do the the real king stickers and make one Mossbull. The Mossbull. Mm. They would. Hmm. It could get into the urban dictionary. It'll just be People like we'll put them on their emotional support water bottles. We'll have to find a picture of me back when I was missing a front tooth. It'll just do be those me. exist? I'm yeah. sure your wedding photos. It'll just be me smiling, and it'll say, <laughs> "What are those?" Get you, get you a taste of the mossball. <laughs> I just realized you have books under you. Yeah, it was low. It, mm. That's yeah. Yeah, that, that defeats the purpose of a padded chair. Doesn't the table go any higher? No, oh, I'm books. good. I thought she was sitting on books. I was like, what? Why would I sit on books? I didn't even realize they were like in front of you. Okay. She's short, but she's not. Yeah. Put the, put the cord through your shirt. No. It'll be all right. It's going to rub the whole time. I can just tell. You'll be all right. <laughs> I can tell already. Right. <laughs> speak, speak to that mountain. Oh, here we go. <laughs> speaking of speaking. Speaking. Yeah. <laughs> speaking of speaking i'm so glad you brought that up yeah uh yeah i'm glad we had the chance to clear the air on some of our uh we misspeak sometimes yeah what was the other thing oh there's probably been some money he um 
One of them was. Oh man, there's been so many. Did you like say, I, oh, like the, the twenty seven. Yes, I knew it was the of somebody. I think I said like the story of the twenty four virgins or something like that. <laughs> you guys, <laughs> we're not dumb. We're just so excited to talk to you about yeah. all this. Well, and if you think you're a Bible scholar, just go ahead and play Bible trivia and what? find out that what was all that? of that escapes your mind. What was that game we played? Church, churched up. Churched up, I think. Yeah, that oh, was. Oh yeah, on your game night. Oh my gosh, it's like, so fun. You'd flip a card and it would be like holy. Not any sponsored. day of the week, I could I could probably tell you like three songs with the name holy in it or the word holy in it. Yeah, holy, like, holy, holy is one of them. I would just freeze. <laughs> yeah, it's just crazy. Yep. Oh, holy night! Like this little girl in the room was like, "Aren't you like a pastor?" Aren't wow. you supposed to know church songs? Yeah, shots fired. Yeah, I was like, yep, I was below like, the belt. You are absolutely right. Yeah. I, I'm going home and I'm going to fast over this. <laughs> I would have flipped a table like Jesus. Yeah. If I couldn't have. No. They weren't selling nothing. No. They were they were just selling insults for cheap. Yeah. Yeah, for free. Free 99. Actually, yeah. For free. Free 99. Didn't church people get so competitive on like a church game night. Oh my gosh! You guys, we've had a we've had we've had a couple of dicey situations. Yeah, because you always you always have like the rule breaker. You, you always have the rule breaker and the one that follows it to a T, and then watches everybody. My and you don't favorite. even know they're involved until something goes wrong, and then they're like very boisterous. Yeah. Do you know what's always really funny is when we we've played a game, but like like we've played it once okay and we're like oh my gosh that's so fun let's bring it to church game night right yeah oh you did that one time and, and then, was then like... and then it was like questionable content yeah we had and to like then you keep have throwing like cards a under pharisee the, under the box <laughs> you have a we had a yeah we were like it was it was uncomfortable because like if somebody people... is like dragged to game night to begin with the people I thought you were going to have a problem with it didn't. They laughed extra loud. <clears throat> the people that I thought would be, you know, whatever, water off a duck's back. They were they were the real upset, upset. Ones. I was like, oh, man. That's always fun. Apparently. When you're the pastor's daughter. Apparently my discernment isn't always on with that stuff. I just, I was just talking to somebody about the podcast. And um, this this has happened multiple times where they'll be like oh man i'm listening to this and and this was so good and i kind of like step back and i'm like wow like i really in my mind i thought there was very specific people that that would be listening to like these things in this content and and they haven't but then yeah. people you don't expect are yeah Correct. we've run into that too. yeah yeah mm -hmm. all the time hey if you hear a rubbing sound that's joe I just took care of it. It's his my. Uh, I headphones. just holstered that cord right now. <laughs> like a Texan. Yeah. Heidi and I were just talking about though, because we look at our our analytics every so often, and the amount of people that say they're listening, yeah, but are not following, yeah, is so, baffling. Yeah. So if you're listening, if you can hear this right now, this is a call to action. Yeah. Go follow us. Like it and share it. We're not making money off of it if you do that. No. Right. It's literally just helping the... It brings attention to the podcast from the algorithm on whatever yeah. platform you're listening. And it pushes it to other people that might enjoy the same have, content. Yeah, similar likes and dislikes. Yeah. So, it, so that's 
the goal is to spread the gospel. You already, <laughs> uh, you already have like a profile built mm-hmm. um, from your likes and dislikes and what you do on social media. So that will um, push the things you listen to or you're interested in towards people with similar likes and dislikes. Yes. And you know what? You have to take the time to curate your feed. Do you know, um, for the social media, for the podcast, this is quite interesting, but totally off topic from what we're going to talk about. But I had to make a TikTok account and you have to put in like demographic information. Mm -hmm. And so I pretend I'm Joe. You wouldn't, I'm, I'm a woman. That's how my TikTok account is. And I get like food recipes and, mm. you know, stuff like that. Home decor. Yeah. Without doing anything, without liking or following anyone. When I made a TikTok account with mail. Yeah. It was pure smut. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm. I had without to get off. even trying. I had to get off TikTok. It was shocking. Like, really not safe for work. And there was you know? like, like weird because because of my spirituality, um, I don't know how those algorithms work, but I would have like a self-proclaimed witch prophet talk. and then I would right? have like a witch. Yeah. And they like, literally call it witch talk. And <clears throat> granted, like you can, you can say not interested and whatever, but right. yeah, if you but it don't floods have, your, it floods your feed. If you don't have the wherewithal, and now that people do TikTok live, um, like you can just come across somebody doing like tarot readings and yeah. stuff live. It's very strange, but I'd I was rather taken aback. I'd rather watch them pick um, pearls out of oysters, I guess. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you get, that was like, really popular random, for a long time. Yeah, you get random stuff like that, and it was like, uh, I don't want to see this, but I guess I'd rather see it than than somebody, you know, chanting or doing something weird. Yeah, people do weird stuff. And then there's like a lot of dicey stuff that comes through that stuff. So just for me personally, um, it just wasn't a good fit for my spiritual life. Yeah, I will say though, we've found some really cool ministries through social media and TikTok as well. Kevin Wallace, by the way, I was trying to think of the uh, minister's name a couple of episodes ago. His name is Kevin Wallace. Remember him? Yep. He's really good out of Tennessee. Uh, Russell Is he that Johnson. like thin guy with the glasses? No, he's no. the thicker guy. <laughs> and he he yells a lot, but he's like, um, he's the one who is like, a lot of people are like, if you're in my church and you're a witch, I'll cast you out. And he goes, no, if you're in my church and I find out you're a witch, I'm here to tell you the blood will set you free. Get up here and I'll deliver you right now. Yeah. Like he, he is like. I've been on a big uh, Mario Murillo kick. Oh, really? Yeah. I have and, no idea. Who oh, he's he's good. He's like got a very interesting ministry, mm. and he's 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 solid. He's very he's like in the Lance Wallano cl- camp. You're just saying names. <laughs> well, these are like people that that have people. like significant prophetic callings. Joe's like a. A preacher hipster. Mm. It's people, nobody is. He, he's like, I've been listening to him since he was in the church that used to be a Kmart. <laughs> These guys are, are pretty well known. Are they? Yeah. He, like, they, both of them have about. done a lot of stuff with like Charisma Magazine and stuff oh. like that. So, 
Sean, you know, and then if, if I was like going hipster, I would definitely be name dropping Sean Bowles. He's amazing. Oh yeah, yeah. I like him. So, so Heidi. Yeah. So, in previous episodes, it was mentioned how I'm more of an internal processor, and Joe's more of an external processor. Yeah. And we were talking about differences with that. Well, a situation occurred two weeks ago where, um, you know, a attack came and I immediately discerned in the spirit that it was like a strategic attack and to just like, mm-hmm. you know, be yeah. on guard. And so in my brain, I thought I dealt with it because I recognized that it was an attack. Mm-hmm. But I didn't say anything. I kept it inside. To anyone, right? Like, you just kept it to yourself. Yeah. And what ended up happening is, even though I recognized it as an attack, I didn't say anything. And so it ended up biting me and turning into a festering situation Mm -hmm. because there was no outlet. Well, then the enemy kept putting people in your path that fed into it. It reinforced it. The strategic attack actually continued... With specific things. Mm-hmm. And like sometimes I was there and didn't pay any attention because like it, it, I didn't hear it the same way you did. Right. Which we expect to a certain degree because men and women hear things differently. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And so um, then I'm in the car yesterday and I noticed that my son, he's very similar to me. Mm-hmm. So I think he also has tendencies to go inward rather than external um, with certain situations. And the fact that I kept, I always keep my mouth shut mm-hmm. when I'm struggling with things. And like, even with that attack, I, the, the part that I did right was I recognized it. Yeah, I recognized that this wasn't God and this was a, a demonic thing to try to trip me up. But the error that I made was that I didn't expose it. I didn't go to the source. I didn't talk about it with anybody else. I just kept it inside. So I basically resisted the devil, (laughs) but it was in my head. Mm -hmm. Like there was actually no action that was following it. And so two weeks of this go on and I got, I got like tripped up. Like I had some days that weren't well and like to the point where I cried in front of a person that I did not want to cry at on Mm -hmm. Saturday this week. (laughs) And that's what I realized. I love that you describe it as crying at them. Oh, I fully (laughs) cried at them. (laughs) Like, so there was a, there there was another, um, like another person in ministry that Mm -hmm. we do. Um, we know and we do stuff with, and we were at a conference together and I somehow ended up like gushing to this man. Mm hmm. And I was like, do you ever gush? And in your brain, you're like, shut up. All the time. <laughs> like, stop. Do you do stop talking. Yeah, I, I use it. Oh, my god. At a certain point, yeah. Yeah. So I kept my mouth shut for two weeks until this particular day where I ended up, like, gushing. Mm-hmm. The poor guy didn't have a dog in he, the fight. He didn't have a dog in the fight. He had no clue what was going on. But you know what? He had a lot of experience in the offense that I just went through. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he was able to speak into it and I started crying over it. And like, even to a point where I had like, um, a th- uh, like when I was praying one day, I had like a vision of this thing and he was even able to like bring light to like what that was and like mm-hmm. what it meant. And I was just like, man, 
but it's those things. And I didn't really feel, I didn't feel fully better until I got it out with that particular man. Mm -hmm. And he was able to speak back into my situation. That's the second time he's spoke into our, our situation in a significant yeah, that, that just reinforces the importance of community. Yeah. Well, you know what's funny mm-hmm. is it was so out of the blue that for a minute he probably thought like, <laughs> "Oh no, why is this woman crying oh, no. at me?" <laughs> like, I'm here. I'm here about Christian business. <laughs> yeah, like what? Is, he's like, "Hey, Heidi." And you're like, "Hi." <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> happening? Like your voice quivers. Yeah. Yeah. Are uh-huh. you okay? Like that question we ask, and we're like, we don't really want to know. Yeah. I love it when you ask someone and they it's silent, and then all of a sudden you hear, it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, like something's going You're down. Like, oh, here like we you feel go. like I, I should ask if they're okay, but but they're gonna respond. <laughs> yep. So anyway, so we're in the car yesterday, coming home from church, and our son was. Uh, moodier than normal he's a teenager yeah he's 15 yeah Yeah. and so um we knew something was off and because he has my type of personality i seem to be able to connect with him a little bit better on certain things Mm -hmm. i can pick him up easier because i've done it myself so i knew that something was bugging him and he was just really crabby and so it probably took us two to three hours of uncomfortable like stress and tension in the family before I finally got like him <laughs> to come out with the problem. So our daughter has been sick with a cold. And two days ago, I woke up with like the burning scratchy throat. Not a big deal. And then, um, so I'm talking to Max and I said, what is wrong with you? And he wouldn't even say it with his mouth. He pointed at his throat. Mm. And I was like, do you have a sore throat? And he shook his head yes. And I was like, oh. Why? Why? Like, why are you, why don't you just tell me that? Like, why did you not just say, I have a sore throat? And he said, because I can't speak that on myself. Yeah, he wanted to maintain a stance of faith. And fair enough. It yeah. hit me. Like, it hit me hard because that is what. And this, this is a kid that like prays for people in public, y'all. So it's not like he's just being weird. Like, that's a call on his life, but it was very unsettling that he felt that he had to suffer in silence. Well, he yeah, he felt unsafe yeah. to to like expose the thing. And so you and I were talking about this today. Yeah. And immediately, immediately when I hear this, I immediately think of when Jesus was by himself. And how are we to handle when Satan comes and he starts to, to toy with us? Yeah. Right. And he, this is the thing. If you can get a visual, it's not like Jesus was sitting there and then like caught a glimpse of Satan out of his perif. And then was like, I'm not even going to look over there. Right. No. Mm-mm. it'll be fine. It'll go away. I'm just going to dig in and believe and everything will be fine. No, what he did was he turned to him. He acknowledged his presence and then rebuked him. But in order to be able to rebuke him, he had to acknowledge that he was there. 
he didn't give him any authority. Well, and he had to he had to have the the scripture available in context. Yes, and he didn't give him any ground. Right. Mm-hmm. He immediately put him in his place. Yeah, and I think that that's that's the misstep. So when you when you're in the church world like we are, a lot of people are believing in faith for a lot of things for a miracle. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, and it's not like it's like an incurable disease, a common cold. We're all going to come across that stuff. <laughs> it's funny you say that because there's so many people that have been posting on social media and they're like, okay, does anybody have this mystery illness? They're like, I feel like crap. I had a fever one day. All my COVID tests were negative. I can't seem to shake it. Everybody in the family has kind of gone through this. It lasts about a week. And they're like, does anybody know what this mystery illness is? And I was like, that's a cold. cold. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You have a cold. Dude, we we had, I had long COVID. (laughs) Same. And God delivered me from it and like healed me from it. Mm -hmm. But long COVID was so bad and taxing on my mental. Um, We, we were, we were put through the ringer, man. Like there was even Mm -hmm. like a cancer scare in there. I mean, yeah. it was just crazy that we went through all this stuff. But I, I get but it. People suffer in silence yeah. because they think that by acknowledging a problem, yeah. that you're giving it authority and place yeah. in your life. You want to hear something Not crazy. only acknowledging the problem, but so he refer like he he'll reference the scripture um, that death and life are in the power of the tongue, mm-hmm. which is an accurate scripture. Absolutely, it is. But in his certain situation, it's almost as if it was taken to like an unhealthy level. Right. Yeah. So yeah. I, 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 I've struggled in those areas. Um, when I, a year ago, I was going through something and it was really awful. And um, so I go to this church and a friend of mine's the pastor. Uh, we're there for an event and I was really mentally going through a lot of things and like it was it was like hard for me because I've been through so many good things with God. Like I, my defense was, it was an attack that I was not uh, equipped for, I would say, mentally. And obviously not spiritually because I wasn't getting breakthrough. And so I'm sitting there and I'm thinking, like, I need to like get prayer. But I was, I, I was not doing it. I wasn't like just readily going for prayer because where I'm at in my Christian walk, like I should, I know the scripture. I know Mm -hmm. what God's capable of. He gave me a new liver. I know those things. So I end up in this position where I'm just waiting for a manifestation of his glory and his power to heal me. Right? Well, we get to the, like the end of the service and it's still bothering me. And I walk up to my buddy and I'm like, I'm like, man, I need you to agree with me in prayer over this. And I started to tell him what it was and what they did the biopsy for. And he like stops, he looks me in the eye and he goes, my wife went through this. Mm-hmm. And we prayed over it. And this was the result that we got back, blah, blah, blah. And he just prayed over it in Jesus name. Well, I went and then I got the biopsy results back. And it was like the same thing. 
So what they were telling his wife was cancer Mm -hmm. and what they were, you know, so um, thorough with with me because it was an abnormal thing in my thyroid. Mm -hmm. I'm like, really? Right. All that. But I had to literally, um, I had to die to self to even go ask a, a friend of mine for prayer. Yeah. That's the thing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's what you and I were talking about. Yeah. It's like this idea that you can't discuss and acknowledge something and get prayer for it. It's a lie from the pit. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm going to lose some sort of clout with my Christian community because I'm under attack. We're all going to be like, we're all going to be under attack at some point. Bingo. Bingo. Yeah. 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 It, anybody that's self, told you that you won't be under attack, that's that's untrue. Yeah. Whether it's self-induced because of behaviors or habits or whatever, or if it's just flat out a Job situation where God says, have you considered my servant? Yeah. Like, we well, that, right. will all go through something at some point. And at the, at the point that we decide that we're too important uh, in our social structure as as a you know a leader or whatever that we can't let people know that we have um weakness in in the walls of our of our fortress you know like it happens you you could have a you could have a wonderful castle built up but if if the enemy finds a weakness in the foundation he's going to He's going to capitalize on it and expose it. Or he'll it. try to create one. So that's yeah. the other thing. Yeah. Because for a long time, and you have to have discernment when it comes to this, absolutely. But for a long time, people have been told like, well, you aren't going to be attacked unless, you know, you have an open door. Right. Okay. Well, those who were martyred in the Bible, what was their open door? Yeah. Yeah. What was their open door? Why were they, why were they attacked? Did they have unforgiveness? No. Like, let's chill. Let's, and before we speak that into somebody's life as well, we have to know that it's coming from the right spirit. Well, yeah. I, I was you just, know? I was just in John today um, with a friend. We were talking, and um, in John 9, it says, his, his disciples ask him, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he should be born blind? Because in order for, in order for them to consider Jesus as the Messiah, the Messiah, the Jews believed, had to be able to perform um, creative miracles, which means he could open the eyes of the blind, but if they were born able to see it and then went blind, that's not the same. If he was born without eyeballs, that's a creative miracle. Yeah. Because God created. So they're like, who sinned, this man or his parents, and that he should be born blind? And Jesus answered, it was not that, this man or his parents sinned, but he was born blind in order that the works or the workings of God should be manifested, displayed, and illustrated in him. We must work the works of him who sent me and be busy with his busyness while it is daylight. Night is coming on when no man can work. So sometimes it might be just an opportunity to step up in glory. Mm-hmm. to be able to show and manifest the work of the Lord, whether it be somebody that God puts in front of you, or maybe maybe he, um, you know, he didn't put anything on you, but maybe he's got somebody in your path 
that's going to figure out their gifting mm -hmm. by praying for you. So one thing that sticks out to me, Heidi, that you said is that when you were going through what you were going through, mm -hmm. you resisted him in your head. Mm -hmm. There, from what I can tell, unless you can correct me right now, there is no chapter and verse in the Bible that says Satan can read your thoughts. Yeah. God can. Mm -hmm. He's omnipotent. Yeah. He knows the condition of your heart. Yeah. It was kind of that situation, though, where I was trying to focus on the Lord. Right. Where mm -hmm. I was doing that thing where, like, I knew he was over here messing with me, but I wasn't going to pay any attention to him. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but the and, enemy is, like, skilled at thousands of years of reading body language. Right, right. So even though I thought I was fighting my fight properly, I wasn't actually fighting my fight properly because mm -hmm. I needed to address that he was there trying to pick on me, basically. Yeah. And I needed to kick him out of there. Yeah. That's right. And with by, your mouth. And by doing that, not only with my mouth, but then exposing it with the people that were involved with it. Yeah. Like this. Squash it. Seriously. Like that's yeah. all these things. Well, even with Max, he's my own son. How does my own son have like a situation asking me for prayer, right? Because of that one scripture that's saying like, I don't want to speak death on myself. Power of life and death is in the tongue. Right? And so like sometimes it's okay <laughs> <laughs> to say my throat hurts will you pray for me and it's, it's not necessary it's not like yeah. you're speaking actual death upon yourself no. it it seems like we're always going from one extreme to the other yeah yeah like this pain is happening i know it's not from god pray for me correct yeah, yeah. there's always that um the the overcorrecting that ends up happening hmm. where the pe we can't ever have the pendulum just swinging right and balanced right in the middle right in the center where god is at the center of it something happens and then it makes the pendulum swing all the way to the right and then mm -hmm. we're way over here for a while or something else happens and the pendulum will swing all the way to the left and over here for a while where god wants us just right in the middle <laughs> at that balanced centered core place because in him what yeah. ends up happening is like for example with maximus if he would have said mom my throat hurts will you pray for me and he has in certain situations. It was just mm -hmm. this particular day for some reason. Mm -hmm. The people that are scared to, to say what they're suffering with because they're scared they're going to speak evil of themselves or death upon themselves, what do you think is going to actually happen? Right. Like, do you think that Fun. every demonic horde from all of the ends of the earth are going to come to you in that particular moment if you say it with your mouth? What happens is you end up with the root of fear. And Job's That's said, exactly what it is. Job yeah. said, the thing that I, I feared the most came upon me. Yeah. Right? So we have to trust God more than we trust ourselves yeah. to get ourselves out of these situations. We, we should have people. Like, I fear for people that are not tied in to a body somewhere where they're an active part because you don't have people. Like, I don't have... I don't, I'm not going on some some Facebook page and asking 20 million people where there might be, you know, 20,000 witches in that group cursing me for for prayer because there's quote unquote power in numbers. I should have, you know, the Bible says one will set a thousand a flight, two will set ten thousand, three will set, you know, and it goes on until you like by four you hit a million, right? Power is a ten. I should have people in my congregation my church body my my community right that i bible study with that i can go to and they want to see me do well yeah mm -hmm. so they're gonna they're gonna step in and lend me their faith yeah. because if i had the faith i'd be healed yeah so obviously there's like 
a little lapse there or something where I'm just not getting it. Maybe it's just because I'm so deep in the circumstantial evidence of what's going on. We always talk about, go ahead. Yeah. I was just going to say, so (laughs) I've dealt with certain situations for my uh, adult life, like the entirety of it. And so many times I'll just say this. So many times people have been like, well, if you would just, you know, if you ask the Lord, he will take that from you. Like, I'm going to give you the left foot of fellowship right now. Yeah. I have asked the Lord and I am waiting on him. He will do it in his time. Like there, I don't lack the faith, but I'm also in certain, in my situation, I also don't let it consume me. Right. It's not my every thought, but I've, it's been so many years that I'm like, it's, I've given it to God. Yeah. Yeah. That's, the, the, you know, the de- the disciples came to Jesus and they said, you know, Rabbi, we can't cast this one out. And he's like, oh, how much longer are I going to be with you? These come out by prayer and fasting. Mm-hmm. And then he counsels the father. Yeah. And the father says, I have faith. I have faith. Mm-hmm. But help me with my unbelief. Yeah. He does say that. Faith is a heart condition. Unbelief is a, is a mind condition, a soulish condition. Mm-hmm. And we can wholeheartedly trust and believe God and then still struggle with unbelief because when it's for you, it's different. Mm-hmm. If I'm believing for somebody that's not my person, um, it's easy for me to imagine them being well and whole. Mm-hmm. But if I'm sitting here and I, I can see the, the x-ray of the fracture in my leg, right? And I can physically see it that in a medical professional is saying, your leg is broken, it's harder for me to navigate those waters and the throes of the waves and say, no, it's not broken. Mm-hmm. And then they're showing you a picture. Yes, sir, it is. And I'm like, no, it's not broken. You know, it's really hard to get to a place of that faith that moves mountains. If, you, if, if, the, if the cards are stacked against you and you're just not there yet, like there will be a day when we're at a level of faith where, you know, I'll see those types of miracles on the regular. It'll be normal to me. And I see a it's lot of them already. It's not that far off, honestly, because yeah. our own mom broke her foot, mm-hmm. but also was like, I don't have time for this. <laughs> yeah. And literally was like, I got to play the organ at church. I, and yep. this is many years ago at this point. And she literally took the boot off and was like, no, I am healed. I'm not going through this anymore. Yeah. And walked out her healing. And she was fine. That happened to Kathleen like two years, three years ago. She fell and shattered her wrist or whatever. Oh, yeah. And she was like, the devil is not going to steal my ability to worship. And she's like 80, 80 something, right? Something like that. Something. And boom, it was like three services. She was playing the piano. Yeah. Yeah. Um, one thing with that type of situation is the copy and paste feature. That I, need, some- I, I need that old lady faith. <laughs> Yeah. Maybe I got to surround myself with old ladies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do it. <laughs> I'll just be, I'll come back smelling like vanilla That's perfume. That's why he wants to move to Florida. I'll, I'll come back smelling like vanilla perfume and just filled with the Holy Ghost, like old school yeah. fan of myself in the tent with a piece of folded up paper. Yeah. Yeah. Tent yeah. revival, old lady faith. That's what I want. Stomp, yeah, gonna stomp the devil old lady faith yeah what were you gonna say um when with your mother with her foot Mm -hmm. and then with 
Kathleen in her hand, mm-hmm. and then Maximus with his throat, and I mean me with my issue that I went through. All of these different things too, though. Um, even with, there was a time where you got delivered from alcoholism, and it was like years later, where all of a sudden we were in the car driving and alcohol filled your mouth. Yeah. That right there, if he wasn't the type of personality that he was, he could have, and people probably do this, he could have thought, oh my gosh, I taste alcohol. Like, where have I, how did I let this get back in? Like, how, how, did, how did I just fall? How did yeah. I just mess this up? I thought up? you took this from me, Lord. And they mm-hmm. keep it all inside, and then they're in absolute guilt, shame, and turmoil yep. for like the next like weeks until all of a sudden they're at a breaking point and then they finally let it come out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then somebody's able to speak into their life and say, that didn't come back. That was just trying to, you know, test you. And like, it's not on the inside, it's on the outside that it was occurring. But in his particular situation, he exposed it right away. And then through exposing it, I was actually able to literally say, I smell it. Because I phys- like I physically with my nose smelled the alcohol on his breath. We're in a moving car. That's so weird. Yeah, and, and so th- there was a spirit that was in the car. We had passed a party of college kids having a campfire, and like I looked over, and all of a sudden, my mind flooded with memories of like sitting around bonfires and mm. good times, and all of a sudden, my saliva turned to the flavor of that whiskey. Yeah. Yuck. Yep. To the point where a person in the car who wasn't even like, it's not like we made this up. Like I literally, before he even said it, smelt alcohol. So weird. So then when he says my mouth just filled with alcohol, I was like, I smell it. And so we were able to cast that. So that's that thing. Yeah, we, we, didn't, we didn't look to the side and be like, oh, no, we can't acknowledge that. That's that's not there. That's not there. God delivered us from that. And you were filled that. with fear, right? No, it was, no. It was like it was a, actually a get out of anger. here. Yeah. yeah. Like, you're not allowed here. Rebuke. That is how problems are supposed to be settled. Yes. That took like a moment of, it was like five minutes. Maybe not yeah. even that open. long. In the open. Yeah. yeah. So we, we've, we've actually got to a place like... So what, what like maybe a month ago I was I was on social media infinite scroll yeah and all of a sudden there was blatant pornography I'm like I don't know how this didn't get pulled off yeah and it was just in reels and I panicked so then I tell Heidi about it I had to like go report it on the little thing you know the three dots report the post hide this thing <laughs> you put your hand over the rest of <laughs> yeah. it so you can't see Well I was really upset right yeah. and I was really upset and then I, I exposed I expose what the enemy's doing because I know that he's less likely to come back and think he's gonna have my lunch again mm. if every time he does I expose him to her or somebody else in the room yeah. because now they start to get familiar with how the attack works. Mm-hmm. So now they're never left out to temptation if that stuff comes because they're like, oh, that happened to him and that's how he dealt with it in the name of Jesus. You get out of my house, you get mm-hmm. out of my phone, you get out of my life, you get out of my mind. Yeah. And then we start to cultivate an environment of safety in Christ, in the yep. blood of Christ. So now it's impenetrable. And if those things do try and get to the eyes, which are the window of the soul, our eyes know enough to, to communicate with our heart and who we are in Christ to say not today. 
Right. Yep. So that's where we have to be with that. Mm-hmm. Um, somebody says something at church or at work that offends you. We have to get to a place of where we realize that's not them or their character. They're being used as a tool. And a lot of times if we go to them and say, hey, this hasn't been sitting right with me. Um, this is what happened. This is how I took it. You may not have meant it that way, but I want to make sure that the, the enemy cannot plant um, thorn bushes in between you and I in this garden. Mm-hmm. Because if I got to right. get to you and you got to get to me, we don't need to be walking through some, some thick stuff. Some thumb. thick, some thumb. some thick stuff. Thumb. Thumb. Thick I was really thumb. feeling the Holy Spirit thumb. right there, I know. and then my my tongue decided to yeah. swing thumb. all the way to the right in that pendulum. Yeah. Your thumb. your thumb <laughs> decided to say thump mouth. Thump mouth. Was that before or after I had a full week almost of be careful, little eyes, what you see? Nah, I don't know. That might have been it. I don't remember. I think it might have been before. That might have been. Hmm, very interesting. That one shook me. Yeah. I was absolutely. so upset. Well, I was like, our son has a phone. And if this could get to me. Uh, first of all, absolutely, it can get to your kids. Look at your kids' yeah. phones. Yeah. Look at your kids' phones. Yep. That's not even like, a question. If your children have phones, iPads, tablets, access to the internet. I grew up when the internet was brand new. Mm hmm. You better check your Well, kids I was talking devices. to a girl um, at a lunch we went to, and she was actually saying that you actually can find porn right on YouTube now. Yes. Mm. You don't even yes. have to go to a porn site. On YouTube Kids. Wow. That's scary. Cartoons and everything. Yes. Yeah. So it's, scary. it's trash. It's important. What I was just going to say real quick. What you're describing is very literally, that's an assault. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's an assault. When you're talking about being violated or assaulted that is the definition of it you're not in a relationship with that thing right it came and it tried to assault you yeah that's where like and it leaves you in confusion it's like the bomb blew up and now you're trying to you're trying to take inventory and figure out what's missing what part got blew off yeah Yeah. here's the thing is like we have to work on and refine our reaction yeah because otherwise we'll just get numb to all the you have to work on your reaction time your your discernment and how you're going to handle it and you like if you picture like very literally you're in your house and somebody unwelcome uninvited just walks in your front door Mm -hmm. how long is it going to take you to say something to the people around you yeah how long is it going to take you to address that thing Kick it out. Yeah. I just said yesterday in church, because I saw this on social media, uh, the quote was, the devil doesn't have the keys to his own house. How are you going to let him have the keys to yours? It's good. It's wild to me that sometimes it takes us this long. And I I do it too. We all do it. We all do it. Yeah, because we bring out we bring out our fleshly weapons first. Right. But also you've touched on a few different things. It's like the first of all, it's pride. It's oh, yeah. pride. It's fear. It's those things. And you and I were talking, Heidi, and I was like, anytime that you're resistant to like doing the thing that you need to do and you know you need to do it, you need to ask yourself why and you need to ask it five times. Anybody that's in corporate world, there's a very common thing called the five whys. 
and you say, why, why don't I want to tell Heidi what happened to me? Well, because I don't, I don't want her to think less of me. Why? Yeah. Yeah. That was my situation. Dig in. Yeah. You got to dig in. Yeah. Like I didn't want to say anything because I was convicted of how I was feeling. Mm -hmm. Why? Because it's wrong. Yeah. Like I had jealousy. Yeah. I had the pride. I had the offense Mm -hmm. and I am a woman of God and I'm not supposed to act like that. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, well, that's not, I'm not letting that out. I'm not letting that out. And and it was a weird jealousy too, because it wasn't like a jealousy over a spouse or something like that. It was a jealousy over a move and a happening of God that you didn't feel you were having your right place in. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's crippling mm-hmm. to a ministry or a minister is when you get in a place where you get attacked in your confidence and who you are in Christ, and then you go internal with it. And God wants to use your community to bring you out of that. Mm-hmm. He, he wants to take that antisocial disorder and turn you into a social person so that you can proclaim his goodness. So it's like a double attack because it, it, it's one thing to have an attack on like your relationship or something where you're jealous because, you know, somebody's talking too much or sitting too close to somebody. I mean, that's natural. That's a natural. Even even those natural who believe offense, in like right? evolutionary science, the, yeah, you, it's you, common. Yeah, you look at it's normal. Max is a big deer it's hunter. Biology, you know. Mm-hmm. So you look at a white-tailed deer, and the the rut season, and it's just yeah, animals chasing each other off so that they can have all the goods, right? Mm-hmm. That's one thing because it's natural and it's got it's got that um, genetics to it, but a spiritual attack. Like that, that's literally keeping you from your purpose. Yeah. Your higher calling to yeah. be a voice for God mm-hmm. and to to deliver the message of his goodness mixed with your personality because he's got people that you're supposed to reach because yeah. of your personality because it's so good and it's so perfect and intricate to who you are and authentic to you. He's got people you have to reach. And then when you take yourself out of the equation for a break mm-hmm. to figure things out, you miss opportunity. Yeah, absolutely. And then the more opportunity you find out you miss, the harder you come down on yourself. Yeah. And, and then all of a sudden you're putting yourself in a place of judgment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Once it, you separate yourself from people, even to take a break and to figure things out, it's never going to end well. Mm-hmm. No, because it's... It becomes selfish again, yeah. anytime. Well, that it's any nature documentary right yeah yep. the yeah. lion is waiting yeah for the sick one to single themselves the out sick or get one, tired. the young one the yeah just to be a, a, alone not quite fast enough to get away that's all they need exactly yeah. that's yeah. all they need is you not quite quick enough yeah can i pop back to the pendulum swing yeah topic for a second so i wanted to call that out specifically because i know i referenced um death and life are in the power of the tongue verse and that one's like fiery for a lot of Christians. Like they believe that, I mean, it is belief, but it goes down so deep, right? The reason I said it can sometimes go to one extreme to the other, one extreme to the other with the pendulum is the reason the Lord wants us right in the middle is because sometimes you'll have the people on the right, like me and Max, for example, mm-hmm. we both have 
I mean, I'm not going to like speak awesomeness of myself, but I feel like me and Max both have like hearts of gold. Mm-hmm. Like we, we love the Lord and we want to do our best to show ourselves approved to him. And that is like our constant radar. Yeah. You're both people pleasers too, though. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then on the very left side of the pendulum swing is that, so pretend that scripture is above this pendulum. Yeah. Okay. So on that pendulum, life and death are in the power of a tongue. You have me and Max, where we love the Lord with all of our heart, and we don't want to speak anything ill, and we only want to speak life, because we believe that scripture, and we believe Christ, and we believe mm-hmm. all of that stuff. But we sometimes take it to unhealthy levels, where we go inward, and then we end up getting trapped and snared by things that don't need to take place if we would just talk about them. Yep. Well, on the very other side of the pendulum is you have the people that you can't even, that the people that need that verse but they're not taking it in, in the correct context yeah. either right? because they are the people that when you go up to them and you say, how are you? You sometimes don't even want to ask that question anymore because right. you know, every single time you go up to them, they're going to say, Oh, my, my back hurts or my, my doctor said I'm, you know, got this and I got that and I don't feel good. And my, my kids are, you know, being so mean to me. And it's just like death. It's negative, negative, yeah. negative, negative, negative yeah. all mm-hmm. the time. So mm-hmm. when we, <laughs> The reason we need to be that center is because that's where that perfect balance in Christ is, right? We don't want to be all the way over here by me and Max, but then you don't want to be all the way to the left where you're speaking nothing but death upon yourself because that's important. So I don't want anybody listening to think that that verse is not important because it is. Because you don't need to go around saying, I'm going to lose my job and I'm going to lose my house and I'm probably going to die of COVID. And that does matter. If that's all that's coming out of your mouth... That really is speaking yes. <laughs> death upon mm-hmm. yourself. And you're probably bringing bad things that you don't necessarily need. And it's n- not necessarily death like we're going to like on your physical body, though it can be. But it's death of imagination. It's death of your yeah. vision. It's death of relationships. It's death of, I almost said if, it's death of many things. Yeah. Not yeah, the, just physical death. The enemy yep. comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Mm-hmm. So when when that happens he'll he'll steal your joy. Yep. He'll destroy your testimony and he'll kill your intimacy and your relationship with God and those around you. Yeah. It's not always a physical death. You're m- worth more to him alive speaking negative than you are dead and in heaven. Yeah. We also kind of talked this afternoon, um, like aside from this, about how a lot of the times when we go through a situation, there possibly is a moment where God says, like, I need you to have full faith right now, and I've already done this. And you have like a moment where you know exactly what he told you to do. Mm -hmm. And he says, don't tell this to anybody else. Because I do have a very specific, yeah. You I have a can't very, I have yeah. a very specific thing I'm going to do for you. He did that a lot, by the he, way. Yeah, he did. Mm-hmm. So there are times, yeah, where if you know without a shadow of a doubt that God specifically told you how to mm-hmm. deal with this problem, yep. and it is in silence, absolutely but do that. He will give you the peace. He will give you the peace. He literally did that with me. Mm. Yeah, I think I mentioned it last episode or the episode before, where it was like there was a lot going on in the professional world. Yeah. And he oh, yeah. literally said, sh- yep. Shut your mouth. Yep. yep. Yeah. Give you peace. And I had to go through that entire thing and I did have peace. Yeah. You'll know if yep. it's of God because you're not going to be in torment. Peace. Yep. <clears throat> yeah. Because it was just like, 
there was a lot of noise. There was clanging cymbals, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And it was very clear to me that my role in that situation was to be silent. Well, that right? happened twice too, because there was like an upheaval in Carlos's work. And mm-hmm. like, we actually prayed about his old boss. Mm-hmm. And like, what was it, a week ago? Yeah, that is weird, isn't it? It's really, how often does that happen? Oh, you should have testified about that on Sunday. Yeah, It was like a powerful testimony. We didn't even get testimonies on Sunday. That's true. We had a lot going on. Yeah, there was so much good going on. Yeah. Um, But what I was saying, though, is that the reason I mentioned that mm -hmm. is because in in certain situations, God tells you to do that and you listen and you obey. But what ends up happening is as humans... We become creatures of habit. Mm-hmm. So if I went through a situation over here and God told me to be silent, then the next time a situation occurs, I'm, d- I'm going to copy and paste. Next time a situation occurs. <laughs> God, get that away. Was like the, it's a Mountain Dew, which is like, I don't even drink pop Gross. anymore. But that was the longest fizz from a cup. You can shake one of these and it, it never explodes. Yeah. That was like, that was an attack from the enemy. Yeah. yeah. Can I say something real quick about you not drinking pop anymore? Yeah, as he takes a big When you slurp. start to say, I don't drink pop anymore, more often than not, <laughs> you're drinking pop. Can I just put that up there? That's so funny. That's a Max thing right there. That's a Max-ism where he's like, yeah, I don't even do that anymore. You'll know a leopard by their spots. Yeah. Um, okay, so there are moments... When you have, when God tells you specifically, I got this one and I'm going to do it through you and you just need to be silent. Okay. Mm -hmm. But this is not the situations that we're talking about tonight. The situations that we're talking about tonight is the ones where you out of fear or out of guilt, shame, anguish, anxiety, anger, anger, you don't say anything. And you shut down to your community. You shut down and you basically just completely cut yourself off from everybody. That's a completely different silent, like suffering that's occurring. You know what that is spiritually is a retreat. Yeah. You have retreated and you've given up ground. Yeah. But because we're, because we're human and creatures of habit, what ends up happening is in our brains, we try to reason. Yeah. So we're like, well, last time Mm -hmm. I went through this struggle and the Lord told me to be quiet and silent. And so they try to copy and paste all of these different ways that God answered prayer the first time to all of these other situations. And you can't do that because God, he has an answer all the time. What ends up happening is that once that formula worked for you the first time, it's now an automatic recipe of how you do that every time going forward. Yeah. So a traumatic thing happens in your life where you have to become very radical in that particular moment. And then from that point forward, that is the lens that you look at that through for everything else. Yep. But in real life, every problem that comes up in life has an answer. Mm-hmm. But it's not always the same way that we have to get the answer. Right. So we can't take what worked last time and copy and paste that over to this situation. That's right. So when I when I think of that, I think of... You, you and Joe saw breakthrough in your life and you in particular, because you literally physically got in your closet, just like the movie War Room years before it came out. And you, you sought after God in a physically in your closet. Yep. 
I was silent. You were silent. And you were the only things But that, I wasn't suffering. No. And you've dealt with so many things since then. Yeah. But has God ever directed you to get back physically in your closet? Right. No. Right. Because he he teaches you new things. The, th- the thing is, is that the enemy is always studying. Yeah. And they have hundreds, thousands of years mm. <laughs> of studying human nature under their belt and then you come along yeah and god is like i'm trying to help you grow here yeah and prepare you for every type of situation that you're going to encounter yeah and you have to be able to you have to be multifaceted right you can't have you can't be a one-trick pony right you got to be able to get into your arsenal of weapons yeah and you got to have your discernment on when to use what. Right. Right? Right. And you learn that through time. Yeah. And through practice. Yeah. Experience. Trial and error. Yeah. So it's not, you're not going to hit a bullseye every single time. Yeah. You know? It's interesting now that you say study and yeah. how the devil's been doing this a long time and he studies us. Because I was just talking to a person over the weekend and I said, you play the drums so well. Like whatever you did tonight was just phenomenal. Mm -hmm. It was anointed. I could feel it. And it was also spontaneous, which made it even better. Mm -hmm. And he said, do you want to know how I got so good at being spontaneous is because I started to study the worship leader Mm -hmm. because I would watch her and I would see how she worshiped. And after enough time of studying her, I was able to figure out if she was doing something with her foot or the way that she would start to reflect on her voice or go higher, I knew she was about to build. Mm-hmm. And that's how he knew when to pop in. Yeah. And if we have, if we're showing our cards mm-hmm. to the devil, let's be honest, and with me in particular situation, knows I can plant this, I can plant this thought I can plant this person over here to put that thought in her head. And I know that she is internal and that she is going to think she just disappointed God by feeling this way. Mm-hmm. So I know she's going to be quiet about it. Yeah. And then I know that because she's a woman of God, because mm-hmm. they know it, that she's going to keep that inside and she's just going to continue to try to cry out and get it to go away. But mm-hmm. what I'm going to do is I'm going to set up another person. Yeah. To say something else so mm-hmm. that in her brain, she's going to think, wow, that's two now. It's a coordinated attack. Seriously. Yeah. It's not one and done. No. So if he can take you out with one and done, he, he will. Yeah. But a lot of times it's a coordinated thing and you're going to encounter. And, you know, humans by nature, we look for confirmation bias. Yes. Right. We have confirmation bias, I should say. Yep. And so we're always looking for things to confirm our suspicions. Yep. Negative or positive. Oh, yeah, for sure. And if you look, you'll find them. Absolutely, you will. But they're not always going to come from the Spirit of God. Right. Yeah. And it's so funny because, you know, hindsight. Hindsight's always twenty twenty. <laughs> You're like, wow, I was an idiot. Like if, I, if the very first moment that that would have yeah. occurred, I would have been like, expose, expose, expose. Mm-hmm. Like I like that just hurt me. I've already been kind of feeling like this in the first place. That was out of left field. I wasn't mm-hmm. ready for that. Can we like discuss this, pray about it, kick it out of here? I probably would have saved myself two weeks of 
100%. Feeling like absolute garbage. Well, and just internal dialogue of unfruitful. <clears throat> yeah, all well, unfruitful. Here's the thing. Power of life and death is in the tongue. It doesn't always just refer to us either. So people can unknowingly and unwittingly say something that they think is completely benign. Yeah. And they knock somebody off their feet. Yeah. Yeah. We have to be wise about how we speak to other people. And we need to start to consider, are we are we saying something fruitful to this person? Right. Or are we just, are we going to make ourselves feel better? What right. Are, what is your goal here? Right. Because if you're saying something to someone and you know that the outcome is going to be negative, mm-hmm. shut up. Yeah. Yeah. You don't need to say it. So I was watching Jimmy Evans. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he said, um, mercy and truth have to go to hand in hand. Mm-hmm. Right. So, if you are speaking to someone and you feel like what you're saying is true and you want to share truth with them, mm-hmm. you have to couple that with mercy. Otherwise it's mean. Right? Mm. If you're trying to show, show someone mercy and you leave out truth, it's meaningless. Mm. The things have to go together. And yeah. Joe and I, y- y- we are very similar personalities. We're truth tellers. Joe says, I'm a truth teller all the time, right? But what do we learn? You have to have mercy with it or you unintentionally hurt somebody. Yeah. Yeah. You wound them and you don't even mean to. And to us, sometimes it's like, why would that be hurtful? It's like, all it is is the truth. And if we just acknowledge it and get over it. Yeah. And the truth will set you free. That's that stuff with scripture where you really got to, you need both. you really discernment. you need it yeah. in context. You need it in discernment because yeah. a lot of the times these people will stand on these scriptures that yes, they are scriptures and they're biblical, but you're not you're not understanding it. Well, mm-hmm. and the Holy Spirit gives you a conviction for those things. Yeah, and then if you do screw it up, He'll let you know. You go back and you fix it. And yeah, you apologize. Um, one thing I find too is when people go internal and they try and figure it out on their own because of their body language and because of the spirit realm around them, the enemy will start to plant tares in with the wheat. Mm-hmm. So like Matthew 13, it talks about how the enemy crept in in the night and planted the the fake wheat along with the wheat. And then by the time they realized it was all sprouting together, they're like, Master, should we go in and, and uproot it? And he said no, because now you'll uproot our real harvest. Now let them grow together. And then once they're mature, I'll have my laborers go in and pull all the fake wheat and put them in bundles so that we can do our harvest. Mm. Um, We don't want to get to a place of where we're allowing that stuff to be planted at all. If we can help Mm -hmm. it. But it's amazing how when you're hurt, you attract hurt. You know, even if you're not broadcasting, people are are empathetic or sympathetic to what you're putting off and how you're carrying yourself and how you conduct yourself. Well, yeah, you think you're hiding it real well. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then all of a sudden I'm, I'm standing there going, oh, man, I don't want to ask this, but is everything all right? Yeah. Like I thought I was hiding it just fine. And Joe's like, what is wrong with you? Yeah. Yeah. They can spotted a mile away even with maximus he probably thought he was hiding it real fine oh 100 and i was but, like what is wrong with you and if you have people in your life that walk in the prophetic 
they won't let sleeping dogs lie. If mm-hmm. if if there's something going on, they're gonna they're gonna prod until they can see Jesus shine through it, which is a good thing. But that's not comfortable for the person that's trying to. I think it comes out of a place of love, right? Yeah. As long as you're doing it out of a place of love and again using discernment, then that yeah, you know, go after those people and and call them out of darkness and help them work through that thing. Although sometimes you just want to make sure that you're not operating out of your own anxiety. Yeah. Like, Ooh, I saw this person and it didn't go like I, it normally does. Mm-hmm. You know, I need resolution. So let me pick and prod at that person until they, they, maybe they're, they've been told to shut their mouth about something by God. Mm-hmm. And then we get all yeah. up in our own feelings and try to prod it out of them. Yeah. It's very interesting that you've mentioned, I can't remember what it is that you just said. Tears in the wheat. No. Oh, you're hurt. When you're hurt, it's like blood in the water, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And the sharks, they sharks, start to circle. Leeches. And you're you're like, <laughs> that leeches. was That was Gross. my, no, like that. So prior to this event happening, mm-hmm. do you think it was God warning me? Yeah. I'm in, I mean, let's be real. <laughs> it's the real king. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I said that real. That was funny. What, <laughs> Keep what going. is it? Wisconsin. Yeah. Um, I was in the shower probably like a week before this all went down and I'm taking a shower normal. It's usually my, like I pray all the time in the shower. So I'm just like having a good time. And out of my peripheral vision, I look down and I see a leech in my armpit. And I was like, okay, I definitely know that was something. It was like a spiritual, like glanced, seen it, panicked, looked back. And it was not, not there. there. So I knew it was something spiritual, like immediately. That's immediately sickening. Yeah. I and and then all of this happened. And it was so, and it's also the Lord teaching me, number one, to be on guard. Well, and understand right. the warnings that might come. Yeah, yeah you're not ill-equipped. He's right. always going to give you He's always going to give you some sort of a Jonah. Yeah. It's going to come and, and give the message, you know? Yeah. So when you said prophet. blood in the water and then he just said sharks and leeches, that thing, that's what mm-hmm. I saw. Mm-hmm. He's so kind. He really is. And good. Well, and it shows you how close he is. Like yeah. it shows you how present he is in your everyday situations that he would take the time to try to like prompt you to be like, Something's coming. Well, mm-hmm. and me walking in um, prophetic circles and dream interpretation and stuff like that, um, whenever I see something spiritually, like in a glimpse, and then I look back to see if I can see it again and it's not there, that's more often than not God trying to alert you to something. Um yeah, write it down, do something before you forget about it cuz you'll start to rationalize it. When when yeah. when I would there there was always um situations where when I got free from like pornography, mm-hmm. um I always knew something was coming because I'd wake up in the middle of the night and see spiders up in the corner of the room. Sick. And like then they weren't there, right? Well, what do spiders do? They they spin a web Mm-hmm. To to trap you, yeah, and then they bind you up, and yeah. then they they, they s- eat you. suck the <laughs> they suck the, the life out of you, yeah. right? Yeah. So so, 
what happened there. God was trying to alert me that the enemy had an attack coming. Do you know what's really weird? And a temptation. I told mom about this. And I still don't know exactly what it all ended up to be. But I was staying in a hotel in Rochester. Mm -hmm. And I woke up in the middle of the night because I don't know if I was having like a lucid dream or what. Right. Again, you rationalize and you like try to figure out like you, you try to explain it away. Yeah. And I felt like I just felt uncomfortable there. Like there was something weird. I don't Mm -hmm. know. Mm -hmm. And it was like, a giant spider. You know, you guys know how I hate spiders. Yeah. I've had Joe drive across town to kill a spider for me, and I would do it again. <laughs> he took apart my whole couch one day because there was a spider involved. Um, I saw it like climb up the curtains and go behind like the balance, yeah, like the topper. Giant, yeah, like humongous. And I was so disgusted, distraught, and like freaked out there was a part of me that was like is there actually do you know what that was is there actually a giant spider that was somebody telling telling lies spinning webs about you god was trying to reveal that somebody probably you worked with down there was plotting that's like annoyingly true <laughs> no that's that's what no, that like, is when you, really ha- when you wake up from a dream was. to that because at that point things were very uncomfortable yeah and things were like, it came to light after though. And you know what? Here's why. You and I have been friends for many years. Heidi and I. Joe and I too, but you know, we're siblings, so it doesn't count. <laughs> but you and I, this part of the reason we work is because like, I feel like we get stuff out in the open. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You sometimes later than me. Yeah. <laughs> But, like, if I'm feeling some sort of way, I immediately tell her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm like, hey, um, I really didn't like. Yeah, you're a horrible friend. <laughs> Thank so... you for being a horrible friend. <laughs> I'm going to need I you to I noticed fix that. that we haven't had dinner in a long time, but I noticed that you had dinner with other people. So, <laughs> <Yeah>. wow. <laughs> Can't believe you. We've literally had yeah. that conversation yeah, you before. Suck. Yeah. Um, but I feel then, like you like my brother more than me. Yeah, that was we did have that conversation, but that was many years yeah, ago. Yeah, that was like eighteen years Turns ago. Turns out now. she did like you more than me. Yeah, we were just a bonus package, though you and I. Two for one. Yeah, two for one special. But that willingness to immediately, the, the, I'm like that though. Right. Where I'm not a mystery. I'll tell you right now. Yeah. It's bothering me, and um. I feel like, yeah, get that yawn out. <laughs> My yawns are so good. <laughs> They're deep. They're deep. Yeah. Um, deep. We have to stay connected with the idea <clears throat> and we have to start to, we have to start to conceptualize in a better way that you're in a relationship with God. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And people... I just wish that I could see people grasp that more. Yeah. Because it's once you get on that, it really just busts open a whole different level. Yeah. In my opinion. Mm -hmm. Because when something bothers you, you immediately talk about it to him. Mm -hmm. And then 
he will immediately, if you give him space and time that you really want to hear from him, he'll talk to you. Yeah. A lot of times it's through his word. Yeah. Which people are like, or hear me out. Could I have a burning bush? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I would really like that better. Yeah. Because there's no like, you know, it's more obvious. People want obvious. But then you're instantly responsible. Yeah. But he. <laughs> Do you know what's funny? The Your level nose of burps. whistling and then I burped. I don't think it was my nose. I think I just laughed. Am I whistling? Well, just get Are back to Are children playing though. in the playground again? Oh, the, oh remember that? Oh, sidebar. Mm, I know. We're friends for so long that we have sent i remember her looking out the window no, to no, see no. if there's we have sent playing. videos we have sent live videos to each other of our noses whistling yeah this is completely Absolutely true true one day she sends she calls me and she's like i've been sitting here at work trying to figure out where all of these kids are playing Looking out my window. All the little screaming kids on the merry-go-round. Looking out my window, I don't see nothing. And then all of a sudden I realize it's my nose and it's whistling and it sounds like children playing. It sounds like a play a playground. <laughs> it sounds like recess. <laughs> like try going through that journey by yourself. Oh my God. Work from home is not <laughs> what it's all cracked up to be. Seriously. So basically <laughs> Tonight mm-hmm. is stop suffering in silence because it's unhealthy and it's not good. You need to right. every well, pay, pay attention to the signs too. <clears throat> I was just going to say, so this is where the Holy spirit comes into play. Mm-hmm. This is where discernment comes into play. This is where all these types of things come into play because when you go through a life issue, assess it mm-hmm. like, like, So, for example, with the whole, we kind of talked about colds tonight. Is this just the sniffles? (laughs) You know, like, is this just a tiny little cold where you can take some vitamins and pray those healing scriptures over yourself? You're doing spiritual triage. And you're good. Yeah. Yeah. Or is this something that you recognize as a straight demonic strategic attack? Yeah. And if that's the case, expose it and go to the source. Or is it? something that you know is way bigger than you and that you can't handle it by yourself. Mm -hmm. And in those situations, you band with your fellow believers and you have them help you out of this. One crazy thing that like I experienced a lot, especially when we were first getting it together, um, I would wake up in the middle of the night and I would see something in the corner of the room. It'd be like, Mm-hmm. You know, the little spider things or whatever. And I would re- really pray, rebuke it, whatever. Within days of that, we would end up in some sort of knockdown, drag out fight, mm-hmm. right? Like, I wouldn't even think about what I seen nights before. So all of a sudden, we'd end up in discord as a couple. Mm-hmm. And within three to four days of that, without us having any kind of affection or any kind of intimacy, she would get her period. Whoa. And then all of a sudden... <laughs> this like, is the really real king. <laughs> the really, no, really, really, real this king. Is, this, is, this goes right along with this stuff because all of a sudden then we'd be separated for two weeks or more. 
physically. Mm-hmm. And as a man, five to seven days. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but there was the week of fight before that. Right. I get it. I get it. Yeah. So when when felt this, like a lifetime. when this would all happen, mm-hmm. that's when those temptations for pornography and all those things would happen. Uh, the temptations to have like an emotional affair where somebody would come in and say all the sweet things that that mm. would make you feel manly and all this stuff, mm-hmm. and that was treacherous. And all of a sudden, I God allowed me to put two and two together that I would see that thing. Mm-hmm. I would rebuke it, but I wasn't smart enough to watch and see why is this coming? And then all of a sudden he started revealing it to me. And then all of a sudden I started noticing a pattern. Like she probably didn't know why she was getting irritable with me. It was an enemy strategic uh, setup attack to get her in discord with me in the days leading up to that. So that there was this big gap in intimacy. Mm. And it kept us from each other. And then all of a sudden, those those things would come in. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, I'm fighting those things. I'm pushing away from her because I'm feeling guilty for something I'm not even taking part in. Mm-hmm. So this happens to, to couples. This happens to people in ministry. This stuff happens to people all the time. And then they don't feel they can expose it. Right. They don't feel they can be transparent. Who, who on here listening to this isn't going to think I'm kind of nuts unless they really know me personally about seeing spiders in the corners of my rooms in the middle of the night after I pray over and my house. And it's not real. No, it's like spiritual. It's not a physical spider. Spiritual things. The thing that happened to you in Rochester. Yeah, that wasn't real either. What 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 does the valence and blinds do? It blocks the sunlight out. Mm-hmm. Keeps the privacy. Well, at night when something hides behind them, it's safe because there's no sunlight. So it's a dark place of hiding. In the daytime, those things got to come out and come into the room and find somewhere else dark to hide because the sun's going to be shining Mm. and those are probably going to be open and they're going to expose everything. So at a spiritual aspect, there's probably somebody that was in discord with you that was looking to spin a web of lies to get you caught in something which God delivered you out of. Their Mm -hmm. plan was unaffected. You're still working there and you're doing better than ever. Mm -hmm. So all these things are little... Little opportunities where God's like, if I speak to him in my thundering voice, they'll probably fall dead or be so overwhelmed at the fact that they heard my audible voice. They won't hear what I said. They'll just be overwhelmed. So I'll give them little signs. I'll give them little discernments and premonitions and things like that, that that'll catch their attention so that they'll start looking to me. Mm -hmm. They'll start praying. They'll start trying to figure it out. And hopefully they'll get into the word of God and figure out how I speak to them. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, we'll be able to to get rid of the issue before it becomes a battle. Can I also highlight this? And Heidi, this is something you and I talked about. People need to start to open their mouth and verbally, out loud, yeah, rebuke the devil. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And kick him out of the situation, out of your life, out of your house. Yeah, Because people are trying to do that in their head. Yeah. Yeah. It is ineffectual. Yeah. yeah you and be. he wants you to keep your mouth shut mm-hmm. because he knows it's ineffectual. You need to lay, walk around your house and lay down a plot line and say, you're not allowed to come across this. Yeah. yeah. Faith cometh by hearing and, and hearing by the word of God. Mm-hmm. So we have to have faith and listen to the voice of God. And then hearing by the word of God means we have to be reading in the word 
constantly so that when we hear we can we can measure it against the scales of the word of god mm -hmm. the 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 enlightened word of god yeah that all of a sudden we can compare and when we do that then all of a sudden we start to hear god's voice clear like oh Whatever that was that just said that, that doesn't line up with your will and purpose for my life because you've created me for all mm. these good things and you knew a plan yep. that you created for me and put in me before I was even in my mother's womb. Mm -hmm. So now all of a sudden we have, we have a strategy. And at the, at the front of the strategy, it says, with the Lord before me, who can come against me? Yeah. And then in Isaiah, it also talks about him being your rear guard. Yeah. So now your front and your back is covered. Mm -hmm. And then on your left hand, you have the shield of faith. Yep. In your right hand, you have the sword of the spirit. So anything comes into those two areas. One, you're, you're blocked, and the other one, you can slice oh. and dice. Isn't he also your shield and your buckler? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and the strong tower. Mm-hmm. Your refuge, your strength. If you're righteous. Yeah. Right. Then you can run into it and be and safe. And how do you get righteous? You put on the breast you strap on the breastplate of righteousness yeah so you seek first his kingdom and righteousness and then you put it on yeah 